And just like that, we're back. Views from Section 400. Matt, Jack, Brian, we'll take you along for the ride here for some uninterrupted sports conversation in the Views from Section 400 podcast. So welcome everybody back who uh, has watched. Welcome any newcomers. We always uh, welcome the new fans. All are welcome here. Uh, no hate. We just love to hear what you got to say about the sports world. Maybe a little hate if you piss me off. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, today is February 22nd. You guys are watching this. I'm going to jump right into it. The NBA All-Star Game is dead. I hated it. Brian hated it. I'm pretty sure Jack hated it. A lot of the top analysts around the world hated it. So, guys, let's just jump right into it here, right? I mean, the NBA All-Star Game, that was a complete joke. The All-Star Weekend was a complete joke. And they really put the final circus act together on Sunday night with that piss-poor joke of her performance uh show whatever you want to call it it was an absolute joke i don't know who wants to dive into it first but whoever's pissed off about it more i guess jump right into it because that was an absolute travesty to the product of the nba now brian's definitely a little bit more pissed off than i am about it so you go for it start us up right all right well i I was gonna i was gonna let you take your flowers because at least you did say damian lillard and his team would win and he would go off and that's exactly what happened so props to you for doing that. But yeah, this game was absolutely atrocious. And then the players had the audacity to say they want to get paid for it after the fact in the future. So that's that's just ridiculous. But, you know, I've been sitting here trying to figure out how to fix the game. And I am interested to see if you guys have any ideas on what they can do in the future. I, I got a few I want to rattle by you and, and see if see if you like them. So I will say I got this idea. I watched a TikTok from Bill Simmons. And that guy is just losing his mind by the day. But he said to get rid of the three-point shot. And that that just is, I think, the dumbest idea I've heard in years. What will that do? What will that accomplish? What is that? <laughs> what do we gain from that? He said people won't just be pulling up from three, but I think they still will be and just not care that it's worth an extra But it's not, even a th- it's not even a three thing. These guys are chucking up half-court shots. Yep. <laughs> so they're still going to do that. Yeah, yeah, it's the worst idea. What the hell are you heard? talking about, Bill Simmons? That guy is a, a total clown. Yep. Yeah, no, that's, that's a joke. I mean, seeing Damian Lillard chuck it up from half court and watching it go in is what people care about, not the fact that it's worth two versus three points. It's not going to stop him from doing it. it. Gets the crowd more hyped than anything else that they did All-Star Weekend. So, yeah, it's not yeah. going to change. I also saw uh, Barstool Big Cat said the losing team shouldn't have to nominate a player to die, like just murdered. So that's another interesting – I mean, they would try. Hold on, hold on. Let's work that out real quick. What was that? The losing team would have to nominate a player to die after the game. To die? Yep. Yeah, you want to know what's good if I'm – fucking high when he said that? <laughs> Definitely. Dude, it's it's Barstool. Come on. But, look, if, if, if I'm like a fringe all-star player, I am – not going to the I'm not going to the NBA All Star Game uh, if that is on the on the table. I would much rather just stay at home and you know not tune in. Yeah, you might not see anybody except their invites. But kind of looking at those two sides, completely different sides of the coin. There, I, I have five ideas that I think could help out the All Star Game. So my first one is the losing team must leak their DMs on Twitter and Instagram for 24 hours. No yes. NBA player will want to do that. They're yes. going to be trying their ass off. Okay, number two, losing team's player, all the players on the losing team must commute by Spirit Airlines for the amount of days as points they lose by. Can't fly with the team. 
They got to fly their own planes to each game on Spirit Airlines. It's a good idea, but it will create an absolute, I guess, logistical nightmare trying <laughs> to get guys to and from games. It'd be uh, tough to so- enforce, too. Yeah, yeah it would, well, it would affect the whole league, right? I mean, planes are getting delayed, flights delayed. You have some of these higher caliber guys. Right there. <laughs> yeah, some of these higher caliber guys out there. I mean, shit. People, people on Spirit Airlines, I mean, not to like rag on them, but usually uh, aren't the wealthiest people flying on the airline. So if you see a uh, pretty primetime player on there, could create some player safety issues for sure. The you leg know. room on there might create some player safety the issues. The leg room, um, if you have a player who plays for the Celtics trying to fly out of New York and you have a bunch of fucking rough and rowdy New York fans on there, don't think Jason <laughs> Tatum would be very safe on that flight. Not a not a great not a great idea. Yeah, okay, but the, these next three are kind of doable in terms of like I could see them happening. So this one, this one I took uh, from Miracle, the great movie. Uh, the losing team must compete in a dunk contest right after the game. The highest score of each round is free. So whoever gets the lowest score just has to keep on going. So when does it end? Until there's one guy left. And he just so are you, are you trying to fix the dunk contest with, with the All-Star yeah. game? Yeah, they're going to have to try to dunk after the All-Star game. one stone. I like it. Not, not terrible. It's not a bad idea, but again, it's just like nobody's going to do that. Guys already don't do the all-star or don't do the dunk contest. Yeah, true. So, yeah. Well, here's a feasible one. The losing Again, I'm just- not trying to shoot all your ideas down here. I'm just <laughs> trying to think of how we can reasonably fix this game. Clearly, there isn't a, a clear-cut answer because these players opt out all over the place, but – well, yeah, up, well to this point, up to this point, Brian's just fed us a load of, load of bullshit. So. These, these next got any, two – Got any real solutions? These next two are very feasible. Okay, the losing team – Said that on the last one. The, the losing team forfeits their game check to charity. So fuck like the winning team gives their gives money to charity. Just whoever loses the game doesn't get paid for the weekend. Doesn't get paid for like however many games. I don't know. Forfeit a half-season's check to charity. No, nah, but like, didn't you say the the players want to get paid for this game? So were they not already get, or they get paid for the weekend, or they get paid for making the? They All-Star get paid game? for making the All Star game. They don't get paid for playing in the All Star game. Right. So, yeah, I actually don't hate that idea at all. You say here, and maybe up the ante as well, right? Like, I don't know what the figure is that they get for making it, but say, hey, you, each individual player gets this amount of money. If you lose, you don't get it. I yeah. love that idea. Love that idea. Yeah. So that's it's probably not- <laughs> that's probably my best one. And then this is another one that's kind of out there, but it'd be, it'd be pretty cool. So the losing team must go overseas and play the EuroLeague All-Stars. If they lose, they continue to China to play the CBA All-Stars. If they lose that, they go to Australia to play the MBL All-Stars. I like the other one better. <laughs> I mean, all that's these, just too, too much. All these EuroLeague fans are saying they're better than the NBA, so let's get a bunch of pissed-off All-Stars that have to travel to Turkey and show them who's really the best at basketball. I mean, that's what the World Cup is for, right? I guess. Yeah. The 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 not getting paid for the All-Star weekend of the loser team is I think that's your best bet right there. And you up the ante in the process as well and whatever it is, double it and say the winning team gets this, losers get nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm I'm with that. I mean, it's 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 all about money, right? It always comes back to it and 
you know, whether you want to take these guys money away or give them more if they do win, uh, you know, with incentives, you know, maybe to win the all-star game and actually try, uh, something would work if you put some, some financial incentives on the line. I mean, otherwise some of these guys, they just shouldn't show up. Honestly. Uh, I mean, Damian Lillard, Cat, Halliburton, they went off 30 points apiece. Cat had 50, low-key 50 points in the All-Star game. But, uh, you know, other than those guys, no one else really seemed like they wanted to be there. You know, there's LeBron, Jokic, and, you know, Luka just hanging out, chilling, you know, fucking around with each other. So these guys are the All-Stars. They're the face of the league. They they should be there, but it, it would be nice to see them try. It was a social hour. <laughs> yeah, it was. Yeah, you know, Kitchen Luca had no business being there. They did they didn't want any part of it. Look, I'm I'm still I, I think we should go back to what the MLB had going for them with the all-star game where the winner they get home court advantage in the playoffs or in the in the finals. I think that gave MLB a reason to try and you know I, I think that NBA could employ that, you know, it's a little different, you know, for things like the NFL where you're going to go have your Super Bowl in a predetermined location, like four years before, but you know, in, in the MLB and the NBA where both teams are getting some home games and away games, put it on the all-star game. Why not? If you've got the yeah. best players in, in each conference playing in that game, you know, there's definitely people with, playoff and, and finals aspirations playing in the all-star game like like a Jason Tatum it would give him incentive to go the fuck off yeah no it I think you may have just figured out the whole thing I don't think it'll ever happen but mix it between the Pro Bowl games and the MLB old MLB all-star game where you give them points for each event so like the winner of the dunk contest gets points the winner of the three-point contest gets points and then the winner of the game gets points and the winning conference hosts the all-star game that's how you get everybody to try in every event. They'll never agree to it, yeah. but that'd be pretty electric. Damn. There will be no I agreements mean, there. There wouldn't be because the way they do their scoring and adding that shit up, it's so arbitrary. And when you're actually putting something on the line, like who's going to host that game seven, you can't really make it arbitrary at that point. You need a set system, and I don't think they'll ever come to a conclusion on that. But they're they're making it about entertainment and, and not – quality which sucks because these are the best players in the nba all in the same court at the same time they should be doing some crazy shit and dame shooting from 50 feet away is awesome you know seeing some of the dunks that these guys make in open space is awesome but i'm a basketball fan to see these guys battling you know to see Wemby going up against like uh rudy gobert or some shit uh down low that's fun to me you know seeing steph and dame guard each other that's fun to me i I would love to see that and, you know, them at their peak trying their hardest. Yeah. I don't know if it'll ever get back to that, but maybe if there's another Michael Jordan that comes along, but until then, well, no. I guess, yeah, we'll see when the next MJ comes. But uh, speaking of the Michael, why don't we jump into the Michael of the Week, something we do here every week at Views from Section 400. The Michael of the Week this week presented by our Bracketology. Everyone's got to head over to viewsfromsection400.com. Check out our bracketology. Brian and I have been dialing it up. We're getting closer and closer to March Madness. We want to make sure everybody is well prepared when they fill out those brackets. You can say you don't care. I know when the bracketology starts, when March Madness starts, you will be filling out a bracket, whether if it's office bracket with your family, your friends. Everyone does it. Whether you know college basketball or you 
don't know anything about it, you're going to go fill out a bracket. You're going to pick the teams that you think are going to win, or you're just going to pick them because you like the color, you like the way they're named, you like the mascot. I know every bracket I do every year, there's always some idiot who has the 15 seed winning it all. And it's usually a girl. No hate on girls, but it's usually somebody's girlfriend who got entered into the into the group and has the 15 seed got it all. But that's the fun of it, right? But why not be a little more prepared and give yourself a shot? Head over to Views from Section 400. Check out the bracketology Brian and I have been dialing up. I think we're pretty on par with, with what's going to turn out and how it's going to look. So get your good advice over there. And the Michael of the Week this week, like I just said, presented by the Bracketology over on our website, Views from Section 400. Without further ado, Brian, who is your Michael of the Week? What is your Michael of the Week? Uh, yeah, so <laughs> Jimmy Graham is going to row around the Arctic Ocean nonstop with three team members in 2025, which is just wild. I mean, this guy just retired from the NFL, and he's about to just, – let me read you guys this headline. The team will row in two-hour shifts for all 24 hours in the day, and each member will be sleeping in 90-minute intervals at a maximum. The expedition will force the athletes to burn around 8,000 calories each day. And given the location on the globe and time of year, they will experience 24 hours of sunlight each day of the trip. It's going to be Jimmy Graham, two former Team USA rowers, and a uh, Navy SEAL. Just <laughs> rowing around the Arctic Ocean nonstop. It's going to take them like a year. <laughs> Those are four psychos right there. <laughs> Apparently, Jimmy Graham, he wants to uh, eventually fly around the world, too, because he got his pilot's license because he watched Top Gun and loved it. So this guy's just a ridiculous human being. Uh-oh, one too many to the head. But I, yeah. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> what a lot. Is there, is there, I don't know if I missed you saying it, but what was like the uh, agenda or narrative behind this? So did you say it was for charity? Yep, they are just rowing around the Arctic Ocean, circ- circ- oh. come navigating the whole Arctic Ocean for charity. It, it's for charity. Yeah. Okay. All right, yeah, that's I, yeah. Shout, that, that's... shout out these four psychopaths, man. That's what I'm more like. Yeah, but you, for you charity, of, it's all good. You think yeah. of the three other guys, like two Olympic athletes that are rowers, and then a Navy SEAL. They, they, they're going to be psychopaths, like when it comes to just endurance stuff. But then you have Jimmy uh-huh. Graham, and I mean, football is not exactly like an endurance sport. And he's, a, he's a big dude. How big is that little boat that they're going to be rowing? Right, that's on? what I'm saying. Like he's not really built for rowing. <sighs> Oh, man. Hey, it's for charity, though, so nobody really cares, right? You could always do something ridiculous and add in, hey, it's for charity, and people are like, oh, okay. Yeah, I'm going to go jump off a bridge. I have a chance of dying, but I might survive. It's for charity, though. Oh, all right. Congrats, man. Nice. (laughs) Shout out to that. But, Jack, what are you doing, dude? Hopefully not jumping off a bridge. Not jumping off a bridge, but Justin Fields looked like he might be. So my Michael of the Week is going to be the fact that Justin Fields – goes to unfollow everybody uh, on the Bears and the, and the Bears organization, the, the team on you know his social media, started following Falcons accounts. But then anyway, he went on the St. Brown Brothers podcast, Amon Ra and Equinemius St. Brown. Uh, he went on their podcast and said, just be, and I quote, just because you don't follow the girl on IG don't mean you not messing with her. meaning he's still he's still you know messing with the bears he still fucks with the bears he went and unfollowed them and started following falcons players 
just very confusing. Uh, but I love that quote. But after he said that, you know, he starts looking all nervous. And honestly, he looked like he was in pain, like how much anxiety he had. And he just said, oh, my God, man, I can't wait till till the draft is over. Like, I can't wait for this to be over. He looks like he's waiting to be drafted himself. That's how nervous he is, you know, just waiting on this Caleb Williams news. What's going to happen there? I love that quote. Had to share it with you guys. This whole situation, just very confusing and surprising. So it earned my Michael of the week. Well, yeah, I mean, Justin Fields, uh, he said he wants to stay with the Bears, but then he also said he understands it's a business. But then why – I and for all the NFL guys and really across major sports, like why do they get so dramatic and turn into these little like baby, crybaby, like like wussies to be honest with you or like unfollowing and <laughs> delete their whole page and have no pictures and like it's just – dude, it's like – how, are you fucking soft, dude? Like, like, stop being a little bitch. You don't have to unfollow people. Like, like, really, dude. Like, we're unfo- like that's what we've come to is we unfollow people and we like. So, I don't know, man. I think it's a little pathetic. It makes you look like a bitch. He's unfollowing everybody, but then he's like, "Hey, I want to be here, but I understand it's a business." Then go runs off and starts getting the Twitter fingers going and unfollowing everybody. It's it's just stupid, man. And then the media makes a big hype about it, so. I, I think it's a little uh, – it's just it, – it's well, such a joke. Well, I brought it up for the quote, but then he – but you're right. He He's the one who's saying, you know, I don't want to make a big deal out of this. I can't wait till it's all over. But then you're – Exactly. Going here and you're making it a big deal because you start doing all this unfollowing. Right. It's, I mean, leave it alone. It's just, it's just, just everything on mute. It's the, just the head of what's been a toxic relationship. It's like just any relationship in life. It's just the Bears have treated him poorly. He hasn't exactly given the Bears as much as I guess he would like. So now it's just coming to a head where he's he's afraid to get replaced by the new girl or the new guy. And Yeah, and I'm more was just saying for, for these athletes in general, when they go run to their phone and unfollow people or teams or whatever because of whatever's going on, I just I think it's a bitch move. And that's my opinion on it. I think it's a little bit of a bitch move to run and start unfollowing people. Be a man. Be a man. Like, uh, you don't have to do these, like, little back-end things to point heads. And the worst is when they get called out for it and asked about it, and they come up with some, like, bullshit excuse. Like, A.J. Brown, for example, right? Like, he he took everything off his IG page. And I forget what his reasoning was, but it was, like, he had some bull. Do you guys remember that happening? Do you remember what yeah, his reasoning was? Early yeah, what was his re- – he had some, like, reason where it was just, like, totally irrelevant. He was like, oh, like, I just did that because of this and this. And it's just like, dude, like – you just you, you just look soft, like like be a man. Don't run to don't run to social media and unfollow people. You look like a little girl, Brian. You seem like you disagree. You probably well, unfollow a lot of people. <laughs> I just think there's not many ways they can go about like making a point without either getting fined or making it look worse. You can make a public statement without getting fined. Yeah, but you have people in your corner. You have people in your corner who can who can advise you on what to say. Yeah, you should have a publicist. That's for damn sure. You don't have to be like completely silent if you want to voice your opinion. And like Jack just said, you should have some kind of publicist who can advise you on what to say. You don't have to run to social media and start unfollowing people and then uh, then not man up about it. Then turn it into running, running, whatever. I could go on for days. I that that. I'm glad you brought it up, Jack, because that irritates me when I see these guys unfollowing people. I know Brian clearly has a different uh, 
Yeah, Brian loves it. Brian loves to see people just, running around uh, and following people. I think they're in a bad spot in these kinds of situations. I mean, AJ Brown when he's that that's different, but like Fields right now, he can't he can't go like if he throws the Bears under the bus, any team that wants him is going to be like, well, he threw the Bears under the bus. So there's not much he can do, is what I'm trying to. But say. any team also will see what he's going through. Yeah, I mean that's that's like it's not like he just is lashing out because oh my, like God, he's lashing out. Yeah, but like I don't know, like they're they're. Look, his feet is not in his hands right now. All he can do at this point is wait for draft day. He knows that. that you yeah, know, that's if anything, what I'm he worry, if anything, he looks worse running and unfollowing the Bears and and following yeah. other teams. Like just, what? Just just be patient. Wait until that decision is made. If they go and draft him, they're gonna trade you. You're you're, you're gonna have other opportunity. It looks like the Falcons. You know, all signs are pointing there, but nothing confirmed. Obviously. Uh, you know, and, and again, they might still keep him. To your point earlier, Brian, it has been a toxic relationship from the start. They should cut that shit out, really. Uh, just move on, start anew. I think everybody would be happier. But yeah, I, I, I could I could go on and on about this with you, Matt. This is uh, just a dumb move. Just wait till the trap. Yeah. Wait till shit actually happens, and then start on following and refollowing your new team and whatever. Like, don't, don't. I just, I just, this, you don't need to run the social media. Be a man. Be a man. Just, don't I just run don't the social. See any advantageous reason to do this, right? Anyway, I'll get into the Michael because clearly we can, we can, we can go on about this for a little while. I guess I kind of have two. One's just like ridiculous. Marshawn Lynch uh, reaching a plea deal on a 2022 DUI. This week, thought that was just random and ridiculous. Uh, that's kind of what the Michael is, though. Now, um, yep. so thought thought that was slightly ridiculous. Just randomly, Marshawn Lynch reaches a plea deal on a 2022 DUI. So, Marshawn, I know you're usually smoking pot, dude, but maybe let's lay off the liquor here, dude. And uh, I know it was a while ago, but pretty ridiculous that he finally reached a plea deal from a 2022 DUI. Let's remember that's two years ago. That's a Finally gets a uh, a plea deal there, but uh, I don't know. Did you guys have any reaction to that? I was just thinking of the clip of him at Cal on the golf cart during the game, where he's <laughs> <laughs> running um, around with full pads. I'm thinking about how, how he's talking about how he always used to take a shot, shot and a half of Henny before uh, before every game. Some well, of that uh, clearly it finally caught off to him because he uh, got the DUI and. Uh, Settled it two years later, which is a little little odd, I feel like. But I don't know. The legal system always takes a while. He got inspired from uh, Pat Mahomes, I guess. Yeah, he clearly did. But the other one I wanted to jump into, um, you know, I guess speaking of Pat Mahomes, but and it's interesting because Antonio Pierce flat out came out and said that the Raiders have Mahomes rules for when they play Mahomes. So special rules, maybe they only key on a spy or – they only spy the. I don't know what the rules are, but it's an interesting concept. Do we think other teams around the league have special rules for when they play Mahomes? Yeah, of course. I mean, it's what you do for any player, though. I mean, Lamar Jackson, you got to have a special plan for. Josh Allen, you got to have a special plan for. Tyreek Hill, I mean, the the special guys, you got to have a, a special plan for. You know? I mean, this is the first time a head coach is publicly coming out and specifically saying Mahomes rules for a certain player. I mean, these other coaches don't come out and say, yeah, we 
we do this for Tyree. I mean, this is like coming out and saying special Mahomes rules. I don't know. I think it's a little more amplified. Uh, I mean, did he get into exactly what they do, or is he just saying he you know, didn't? He didn't specify what he, he, he can't. He can't. He can't. He can't divulge the, right, uh, of, the of rules. Course, of course. So you know, to me, it just sounds like you know he's respecting Patrick Mahomes' game, saying that he's got a you know a plan for for when they play him, just like you do for Miles Garrett and Aaron Donald. You know, both sides of the ball, you gotta. Uh, you got special players on both sides, and you, you got to make a plan for some of them. You can't let uh, Justin Jefferson go for 200 yards and, and tear up your entire game. You're going to have to bracket him. You're going to have to put doubles on him. You, you can't let the, those guys, you know, go off for, for huge games. Well, That's so here, here's, here's, a, here's a little more interesting as I look into it a little more and – uh, if I'm a Chiefs fan, I don't know if I'm I'm too excited uh, to hear this, but he he said so. I guess he didn't divulge what it is, but Antonio Pierce said the Raiders will be channeling the bad boy Detroit Pistons when they play yeah. Patrick Mahomes. I mean, that's what I was gonna say. It just means that you're gonna hit them harder. I mean, are they, I don't see coaches coming out saying they're gonna uh, you know be hurting Tyree. He's essentially well, yeah, saying because the last time be that ch- happened, it was the whole fucking bounty gate so i don't know why that's essentially what he is inciting with that comment yeah 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 i'm not far from it not very fucking far from it i mean we've already two and two together yeah we've already seen max crosby get under mahomes skin a bunch of times where like hit him after the play and like give him a little perfect candidate to channel that uh bad boy energy too dude that is awesome a wild quote. Bad boy Pistons. Not even like like the Raiders are pretty bad back in the day. It could have been like the, the old Oakland Raiders, but he goes right to the bad boy Pistons. That's awesome. I he guess you have the I guess you have the MJ comparison there. So yeah, good on Antonio Pierce. I love that. Said his team needs to hate the color red and showed them videos of famous boxing and MMA fights. Okay, now that that might come like, raise some eyebrows. Ridiculous. That that blood. Hate the color red and said they need to kind of market, and I'm paraphrasing here, but kind of just take the approach of when, you know, those bad boy Piston teams played uh, Michael Jordan. So interesting concept there. I don't know. You know, I get it. Teams do channel their game when they play those special players like you mentioned, Jack. But, I mean, essentially (laughs) inciting that they're going to be going after this guy and going after him hard. Do we think the league needs to maybe take a look at that? Does he need to walk back the comments? Is there a fine pending? I don't think there's going to be a fine pending. I, you know, obviously what I was talking about with special players is not lining up to what he meant. He's talking, you know, a whole nother level of let's get physical. And I don't think there's going to be a fine. I don't think he should have said that, that they're, they're, he's essentially, you know, alerting the league and the reps and the chiefs of the fact that, you know, we're going to be coming after We're coming after this we're guy. We're coming after him hard, which is just not something you want to, you know, let your let people know. You know, you want to do that in silent. That's what right. happened to the Saints. And, you know, <laughs> you know we, we see we, what happened there. We saw what happened there. But, uh, you know, Antonio Pierce, I think, can do what he's talking about without being Sean Payton bounty gate. Yeah, yeah, but still, still a little interesting, interesting thing to uh, to say about probably the best player in uh, in the NFL. 
the the awesome. MMA line, the MMA Great. line is a little out of pocket. That was that was the one where I was like, well, yeah. So I was I was paraphrasing a bit there, but it said that he was showing he, he said he, his team needs to hate the color red and was showing them old MMA and boxing clips, and they yeah, need to like... channel their inner bad boy Pistons approach of how they played Michael Jordan. So didn't say he's gonna hurt Patrick Mahomes, but really? I mean. Uh, this is a divisional matchup as well. They play twice a year. So, uh, you know, this is interesting. Interesting stuff to think about as we uh, as we try to come up with headlines here in the NFL offseason. But pretty big one, if you ask me. I think that's, uh, that's interesting to note. But speaking of what the Michael of the Week is sponsored by Bracketology, we will jump into a little bit of college basketball here as I guess it's been relatively idle. UConn looks far and away the best team. It's not really close. I do know they got blown out by Creighton. Was a road Big East game. UConn won fucking 15 or whatever games in a row, so I'm not worried about it. But UConn does look very, very good. I know we gave out Kansas as a future. They did. We got about plus 300. They dropped mightily to plus 1,500. Now they're back in that 2,500 to 2,800 range, so not looking the best for the Jayhawks, but we will remain hopeful. Yeah, I mean, I touched on it. UConn lost, or UConn lost to Creighton. Big blowout. 20-point loss on the road. It's the Big East. Creighton's good. And if we look at that weird, hey, every team in the last X amount of years has been in the top 12 in the Week 6 AP poll. Oddly Crazy. specific to Week 6. Um, yeah, Creighton's in that, in that grouping. So maybe Creighton a sneaky team to make a run, but... Yeah, I mean, Brian, is UConn still the far and away favorite here, or, or am I uh, a little out of my mind for for thinking that? No, they are. It was when you think of UConn, especially recently. I guess besides the first couple of years, Hurley got there. If you think like they've been great, they're always there. And this is kind of wild. That was the 19th straight game they've lost to a ranked team on the road. So I mean, it's I'm not really too worried about it just because they always do it. And they've still been very. Wait, that good. was a nineteenth game in a row that they've, that they've lost, lost to a ranked team, team on the road. Yeah, pretty. Did they lose to Kansas earlier in the year on the road? Then I guess they lost that game, huh? Yeah, might have been. It might have been a neutral. Yeah, that's a wild stat. Yeah, I don't know. That is a nuts for a team stat. For a team oh no! That... Yeah, they did. They did. Okay, so yeah, I guess it holds. That that's a that's a nuts stat. Yeah, I was like, I, I read that and I was just, my mind was blown. It was almost my mind. And Michael as, game, as heavily, I think, I think UConn is the outright heavily favorite to win this whole thing. But it's violently hard. I don't know if that's the right word I should be using, but it's extremely difficult to repeat March Madness. I mean, they won it all yeah. last year. Yeah. It, you do yeah. not see repeat winners in this, in the big dance. Yeah, not since Billy Donovan and Joe Kim Noah and Al Horford. People forget Al Horford was on that team. Which is what, 15 years ago? More. Almost, almost 20. That's like, what, 07, 08? 06, 07? Because 05, 06. Or 06, um, 07, then, yeah. To, to that point, Matt, and, and to what you were talking about with the uh, Kansas bet earlier, betting on March Madness, the team to win the tournament, it's tough, dude. I mean, nuts. UConn is the favorite. I don't think there's any doubt about that. But I'm not mad about our our Kansas bet sitting at plus 3,000 when we got it. 
it's about value to me at least right. when i'm bad at, when i'm betting on tournament winners you know pre-tournament you know, it's all about the value. If I can get Kansas at plus 3,000, I'm happy. You know, you're not going to be able to get UConn at, at any crazy odds uh, from here on out. After this loss to Creighton, you know, heads up, this is probably the best it's going to get, uh, 20 yeah. plus, because they are dogs and they are still going to be the favorites. I'd be shocked if the line even moves, honestly. But, uh, you know, speaking of, of top dogs that lost, how about Purdue? Purdue goes down too. That's yeah. two top – Two top three teams, you know, those two in Houston, I think everybody has in their top three. You know, some people have Arizona, you know, whatever you might have, UNC, they're reeling, never mind. But two top dogs went down this week. Yeah, I was so mad at myself for not taking the eight and a half points with Ohio State because they just fired Chris Holtman. They had the – we always talk about the fired coach bump. And it was the first game with their new coach. And what do they do? They just – they. Like, end-to-end, they were beating Purdue. It, it got kind of close towards the end, but for the most part, they had that game in control the whole time. Yeah, I had Ohio State Moneyline in one of my parlays. I should have used them as one of the slimy dogs on Sunday instead of Evansville, and I would have went 3-0 on the slimy dog parlay uh, or picks uh, on Sunday that, that I handed out. But, yeah, I mean, Brian, you took the words right out of my mouth, man. I was going to say they fired the coach. Every team always gets up a little bit more when they get the new coach in there. It's just what it is, whether they mean to do it or not. It's just what happens. And again, Purdue was on the road. I think Purdue are a bunch of frauds. We saw them get blown or not blown out, but lose to Farley Dickinson last year. Um, Purdue is the one seed. Farley Dickinson's 16 seed. We haven't seen it for a while. I know, I guess the last couple of years we saw a 16 team win. But yeah, I mean, I think Purdue are a bunch of frauds. But that's to your point, Jack really not going to move the UConn to win it all line because now Purdue also lost as well. I mean, I will say Purdue has some guard play this year that they haven't had in the past, but then you think about that and they had Jaden Ivey when they lost to St. Peter's. So I, yeah. I just, I can't ever trust them in March until they actually, do. I, I absolutely do not trust them one bit. Houston big win, although a game they probably should have won, right? Because Iowa state beat them in Iowa. Um, and I believe handed Houston their first loss of the team or first loss of the year at that time. So, you know, the rematch, Houston wins. I'm not surprised there. I still think Iowa State's a wagon. They could be a team that makes a sneaky run um, just based on on how, how they're just so well filled out across yeah, the really board. Yeah, they're really good. They're really good. They're just a really solid team. So not too crazy there. And how about the Wildcats? Villanova Wildcats beating the Butler Bulldogs. They still got a little bit of way to go to kind of get back in to the tournament conversation. I know they're right on the bubble. They've got to have a strong Big East Conference tournament. Brian, is Nova in right now for you, or are they out? Well, so we they were in our last four in, in our bracketology, and I said if they beat Butler, they'll be safely in the field. If you go look at Joe Lenardi's, fucking late ass he's been late on our picks on the bubble for the past three weeks so i'm sure he'll be late again and he'll put them in as a last four out and they'll probably have a good big east tournament and they'll get in on his bracket they are going the selection committee is going to put them in as like a straight up 11 or straight up 10 that, that's gonna you think, so they won't have to go to dayton for a playing game they won't just because lenardi's a dickhead well the only question i have for joe lenardi 
what did TCU ever do to you, man? Why do you keep violently underrating them? And what happened and, in Utah? Why does he love Utah so much? Like, what is going on? What are these? What are these pro? What What does Utah have have uh, against him? And uh, you know, what? Why? Why is TCU not not in safely? I mean, they're a good team. They're borderline nationally ranked, and they're like on the bubble. Uh, sometimes that when he releases them, they're they're uh, first four out team. I don't understand why TCU gets no love from Joe Lenardi. Joe, when you're watching this, please feel free to elaborate on that. And maybe it's like a deathly like fear of frogs and the horn frog logo gets him scared, so he doesn't want to see it when he puts them maybe. on. But like we have him as a it six. It could be. And he has them on we the We have box. him as a six and he has him barely in, essentially not making it. It's ridiculous. Bro, why don't why don't you give him a call? Ask him why why he hates on TCU. I should. I could if well, if I get him on the phone, he's not getting off the phone for like two hours because I can say a lot of things to that man. But oh yeah, who's who do you like better for the college basketball dial up, Joe Lenardi or Andy Katz? Uh, I think I like Andy Katz, man. I think I do like Andy Katz a little. Strictly, bit. he Katz is a big Nova guy as well. He always fucking hypes them up, so that's why I would lean Katz. But yeah, Lenardi, you know, he's that know-it-all nerd. He's like, been wrong the past like three. He's years. been wrong. He's always so opinionated, rightfully so. That's that's what he is supposed to be. Um, but yeah, I just the no love for TCU really uh, doesn't make a lot of sense. And I'm pretty sure I don't know if he had them in, but what about South Florida? Yeah, South Florida. No, does he have a third? They've been lights out. They should be. Uh, did they beat Florida? Yeah, they beat FAU. Yeah. They're they're gonna be on that ten or nine line. Not that not a. 13. I mean, they're playing lights out. They're getting no love from Joe. It's he's South Florida, Chris Youngblood. I mean, with that name, they're gonna do something crazy. <laughs> it is a great it's, name. It's that uh it's those what is it, Chattanooga? The Chattanooga transfers? No, it's the Kennesaw State guys. Kennesaw, Kennesaw. So it's like I think Kennesaw. a couple Kennesaw State guys with Chris Youngblood being the main guy. Um him and two others, yeah. And the South Florida head coach was the Kennesaw State. So it's that little ring right there who almost <laughs> knocked off, like, oh, by the way, almost beat Xavier last year as a One 14 point. seed. We got robbed. I mean, they, they choked that out. I mean, they yeah, should have yeah. won that game. If you yeah. remember that game from last year, they should have won that game. Yeah, they, they lost so, that one, and they were up. Yeah. Keep your eye on South Florida. I don't think they're done yet. Chris Youngblood, clearly some unfinished business after last year uh, stumbled out of the tournament. And – I know I said I know I'll, I'll I'll call myself out on for this. I said Florida Atlantic is going to storm through and run through the American. Watch out for the South Florida Bulls because they got something else to say. And oh, Charlotte isn't the worst team in the world either. They're a tough team as well. So look out for them. And uh, Memphis is a bunch of frauds, right? Memphis we can agree they're frauds. I yeah, mean, we, they're just frauds. We finally dropped them off the bubble. We kept we kept leaving them in. We were delusional, like Joe Lenardi is about TCU. We were delusional <laughs> about Memphis. They they just time and time again are not able to get it done. I I don't see them making the tournament. Oh. Just too inconsistent. What is it? Quinterly is that his name? Yeah, he's, on, uh, like he's not even on Memphis guy. anymore. Yeah, yes, he, he is. He transferred somewhere else. He was on Alabama. Yeah, he transferred Alabama. to Memphis and then he transferred again. Did he? Saw him playing a few days ago. So. Yeah, oh, really? bro. He's yeah, he's definitely on Memphis. I think I saw him playing a few nights ago, Brian. Okay, I'm well, like, I, I'd almost say I'm 100% yeah, confident. Yeah, he is on Memphis. But 
Okay. Yeah, I was like, I, I thought I could have sworn he transferred again, but maybe I'm thinking of someone else. You're probably thinking of somebody else, but yeah, yeah Javon oh. Quinterly's like the main guy down there. Dude, I just remember when they got Penny Hardaway and they got all these crazy transfers. I know what was Amani Bates there, and then he actually ended up transferring out and then went to the league. Who was the other big? Was it Jalen Duran was on Memphis? James Wiseman. James Wiseman. Was there another guy? Where did Jalen Duran Might have had Duran too. That sounds. I, that they sounds did. I don't know though. I don't that, know. Yeah, that. But that either way, good. I feel like they were like super hyped up, and they just never really turned it into anything. Yeah, I think it's clear Penny is a good recruiter, but he's not a good basketball coach. Right. Maybe have him uh, as the head of recruiting yeah, behind like, the scenes. Give him a promotion and just like a, a recruiting director. Yeah, and hire more of a basketball guy. But, yeah, it'll be interesting to see. But let's not forget uh, Arkansas beating Texas A&M. Uh, I guess it was last week or on Saturday. Arkansas was like a plus 900 or plus – they might even like plus 1,000 on the money line. They were 11-point underdogs. They went into College Station and won outright. Yeah, they, they swept they swept Texas A&M this year, 2-0 and against them. And then, is, Buzz, is Buzz Williams still the head coach at A&M? Yeah. So two, yeah. Of, two of the three Arkansas wins are against A&M this year. Yeah. Why? Arkansas only has three SEC wins? Yeah, they're horrible. They're 3-9 and nine in the SEC. Wow. I was going to say, you know, sometimes that's just the way it is. Sometimes you just don't match up well against another team. We've seen it before. We'll see. Great it point. That's a great point. Sometimes you just, you don't. That's why we see these weird lines that we're like, oh, that's a weird line. No way. And it's like, well, the line was actually right because the matchup wasn't there. But yeah. anything else on the college basketball front, I know we are like really getting close to when all of America, it's crazy. Nobody cares about college basketball besides like the hardcore nerds like myself. And I think like Brian, I'm a little more in the mid major. So I would consider myself more nerdy on that front. You guys have Auburn and the sec. So, um, but it's crazy how it goes from like, really, no one's really locked into all of America is tuned into March madness. It's wild how they, how the switch flips like that. Right. Because the NFL has the buzz all year, then everybody locks in the Super Bowl. I'm trying to think of another big event <clears throat> that is kind of similar to that. But March Madness, I mean, it's is it the only event where like no one is really that locked in during the year, and then March Madness hit, and it's like a flip of the switch, and everyone in America is talking about it. Everybody's got a bracket, and everybody's dialed in. I mean, am I right or am I wrong? Yeah, well, it's it's definitely bigger than everything except for the Super Bowl. So. Yeah, the, uh, I just find one, it wild how that how that switch flips. Number I mean, one day uh, for vasectomies in the United States is the first day of March Madness. <laughs> so you could just you could just ice your balls in the recliner while you watch a full day of basketball. Dude, that's fucking hilarious. <laughs> that's yeah, that's what that's wild. Yo, men are too smart. <laughs> I, I they really have, are. I do have one other thing about college basketball before before we move on. Uh, Virginia had its worst loss since 2013, so we were they lost by like 40 points. Yeah, we were praising them all all year. They went on like a nine game win streak, and then they just had their worst loss again. Tony Bennett doesn't know what who is going to shoot the ball. He's just how embarrassing is that? Those interstate rival, and they lose to Virginia Tech. Yeah, they lost to Tech by like 40 points. That's yeah. horrible. Hell yeah! I mean, what a rivalry game. That's like. That's like uh, Auburn losing to Alabama by 40 points. Yep. 
It's you, you can't just to paint that picture in your guys' head to, to really feel how fucking embarrassing of a loss that is. Well, they they also lost to JMU what last year, two years ago. So Virginia's had some bad losses lately. Yeah, JMU obviously in the state of Virginia, but not on that. Well, I, I guess, guess they're better. Virginia now, Tech, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. But either yeah, but, way, Virginia, I mean, that's like a ridiculously bad loss. And to your point, Brian, we were praising the shit out of them. Yeah, and their, their offense is just horrible. Brian, don't ever let me hear that you're praising this Virginia team. They're really – they're 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 frauds. I still get oh, mad about I the still, Final Four. I still got beat. <laughs> Fuck you, Kyle Guy. Wow, Kyle Guy. What a Ty name. Jerome did double dribble. Ty Jerome, Kyle Guy. Who else? Do they have anybody else on that team? I don't know. It's clearly yeah. Uh, what's his fucking name? Uh, De- DeAndre Hunter. No, that he was. That was after DeAndre. No, that was DeAndre Hunter. Was that a DeAndre Hunter year? Yeah. Is he still had... a top twenty-five player in the NBA, Brian? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> the okay. YMCA patch bump almost gave it to him, but but not quite. Just making sure you're off your high horse when uh when you were extremely opinionated in that debate. Well, dude, like they lost to a 16 seed when he was hurt, and then he comes back and they win it all. Like, it's a great player. Yeah, well, not great enough to be a top 25 player in the NBA, as you predicted. And I'll give it to you: you stayed on, you stayed on that train for quite a while, and it didn't pan out. But uh, yeah, like I was saying, college basketball, we're dialing it up. I know I keep saying it, but head over to the website. Views from Section 400, Bracketology. We dial it up every Monday. Mondays are boring. There's nothing going on on a Monday afternoon. Go check out the Bracketology. Get the advice. Get the insight. Anything you need. Telling you, you win some money. You you call me crazy. You're going to get some good insight. You're going to win some money in your pools. I know some people, 100, 200, 300-person pools, some big money you could probably be making. Might as well get some good insight instead of picking blindly. No, yeah, I mean, moving on to the NHL here, right? I mean, we're dialing up, and we're a month away, month and a half away from the playoffs starting. It's when everybody really starts dialing it in. We did have the stadium series over last week, and unfortunately, the Flyers weren't able to get the job done. Still ahead of the Devils in the in the uh, in the standings. So, all you uh, Jersey Devil fans can relax. Uh, you atheists. Um, <laughs> atheists or satanists <laughs> or both either way both <laughs> um anyway i don't i've been seeing a lot of uh, uh devil shatter on 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 x or twitter whatever you want to call it yeah i just it's like calm down we're still five points ahead of you um more wins uh your guys goal difference on the year is minus six so i i just i don't want to hear it from the devil fans satanists I guess would have been the word, but either way, I think atheists works a yeah, lot. Atheist There's some devil, wor- devil worshippers who are atheists. So, um, yeah, what a horrible team you'd have to root for, man. Hey, I'm a Devils fan. I I root for the devil. Like, what are you fucking weird? You uh, fucking weird. Look, I'm I'm not gonna sit here and let you trash my my jersey. <laughs> oh, I forgot your jersey. I I'm, I'm not letting you trash my jersey. Yo, I'm born and raised in New Jersey. You know. <laughs> Even though the Jets and the Giants play in New Jersey, they 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 get the new the New York title. So a lot of pride in my Jersey teams uh, and the Devils. You know they actually will represent the New Jersey Devils. So I gotta give them love, man. Are you a Devils guy? Like, are you a New Jersey Devils fan? Like, grew up as a fan or just not really? 
Look, I grew up going to some hockey games, and it was always Devils, not Rangers, not Islanders. Uh, so yeah, if if you're if you're gonna tie me to an allegiance, it's gonna be the Devils. Um, I also right. spent some time living in Florida. Went to a couple Panthers games. Electric atmosphere. So I like the Panthers as well. But if I'm tying myself to one team, it's the Jersey Devils. Well, I'll walk that back a little bit. My bad, Jack. I didn't mean to throw your team under the bus like that. But everyone who's a Devils fan besides Jack. Go to church. Anyway, moving on uh, for some more. Like I said, uh, the Rangers still on top of the Metropolitan Division and the Panthers, to Jack's point, on top of the Atlantic Division. Head of the Bruins, who if we remember last year, the Bruins were the best team in the league and lost in the first round. So I don't know if we'll see that again, but that just shows you how wide open the NHL is, uh, including come playoff time. But over in the Western Conference, the Stars still are electric. The Avalanche are electric. I still, you know, if I'd had to give out a pick who's going to win it all, I got the Avalanche. They're just lights out um, and just playing really good hockey. The Winnipeg Jets, out of nowhere, are playing good hockey. Uh, they've been competent over the years, but really setting the bar high this year, keeping pace with the Avalanche, which is nice to see. I don't know if they're a team that gets it done in the playoffs, though. Probably won't be able to keep it going. I could see them choking out. And uh, another shock, another team who, if I'm not mistaken here, yeah, looks like it. The Vancouver Canucks are leading the NHL in points this year. 80 points, the next highest team, 76. So 80 points from the Canucks. They are pacing the Pacific Division 10 points ahead of the Vegas Golden Knights, who are usually a very solid favorite come playoff time for the NHL. So Without jumping too crazy into the NHL topics, like, I mean, do you guys want to maybe throw out? What What do you got, Brian? Uh, the Canucks, were, they beat the Wild the other day. They were the first team to – or that was the first game that had three hat tricks in it since 1992. Wild. So, That's crazy. <laughs> was that a fun? Three separate hat tricks? <laughs> yeah, three, three separate hat tricks, two for the Canucks, one for the Wild. First since 1992. Uh, I think Wayne Gritzky. Gretzky's Oilers did it twice. And then there was another, Gretzky. another team that, like, way back in the day. Dude, uh, that that's, did it. that's lit. I'm going to go watch those that game highlight. Yeah, Imagine betting final. those three guys to have a fucking hat trick. That's got to be one, final one to win a million. Yeah, yeah that would have been insane. A dollar to win a million. Also, speaking of hat tricks, Austin Matthews, I know you were talking about him the other day. This guy's on pace for 74 goals. That'd be the most in the last 30 years. Yeah, he is lights out. I was talking uh, to some of my buddies, and I was like, I feel like I haven't heard much of Austin Matthews. Like, is he is he like really like awesome, amazing hockey player, or is he a bit overrated? Proceeded that night to drop a hat trick on the Flyers. So, uh, shut me up real quick, <laughs> and uh, proceeded to uh, score the hat trick. Fortunately, Flyers came back, got the overtime point, did lose in overtime, but. They fought all the way back from 3-1 down or maybe even 3 nothing. I forget on that. But they did end up getting the point. So when you're uh, when you're down down like that and you fight back just to skate away with a point, there you go. I'll take that all day. So yeah. not the end of the world there. The Flyers still doing well in the Metropolitan, as I said. So um, are you guys confident, confident to give out an NHL future? Or do you guys need a week to think about it? I hate to put you on the spot to make – a big call like that. 
Um, we can save it for either the next show or next week, but just want to see if you guys maybe had. I'll give one out. I'll get crazy. Let's go, Brian. Uh, speaking of Austin Matthews, I know the Toronto Maple Leafs. They are not winning at all. Shit themselves in the playoffs <laughs> for every year uh, faster than I shit myself after getting some Tim Hortons coffee. But shout out George Strand, a big Maple Leafs fan. He, he's going to be celebrating. He's going to be celebrating this year. Toronto Maple Leafs winning it all. Let's get one for the six. No shot. Uh. Yeah, you're gonna have to wait a little bit on my pick. I haven't been locked into hockey yet, so let me, let, no let, me, let, me your devils? let me let me get in the lab. Let me give a competent pick. I'm not gonna go straight off of my nuts and, and give you the devils. So I'll get in the lab, do some review, some some film work, and uh, I'll come back to you on the next pod with my pick. Flyers Avalanche Stanley Cup Final. Flyers winning seven. Um. That would be electric. Now, a competent pick, I dude, I think the Avalanche are just so good. But obviously, I'm rooting for the Flyers. I'm a Flyers guy. The Flyers have been a wagon this year. Really turned some heads. I mean, they were supposed to be a 20 to 25 win team. They've already surpassed their win total from last year. And there's 25 games left about or something like that. Yeah, props to them. Look at Johnny Torts doing a good job and still not answering questions from the reporter who stirred up all that beef. Um, every time the guy asks a question, he literally points at him and says, I'm not asking, answering any of your questions and jumps to the next reporter. So if you haven't seen any of those clips, they're out there. That's all I really want to spend on uh, the NHL. Unless you guys have anything else you really want to dive into. I know, uh, I know everybody's just itching to dial up some NHL conversation here, but uh, it's good to touch on as we get closer to the playoffs. And uh, we will we'll wait for Jack's highly uh, researched NHL future pick on the next pod. Now there's a lot of pressure on Jack since you're taking the time to do some research. So best of luck to you, brother. Um Let's jump into the MLB, dude, because that's where Brian's a little more well-versed, obviously, with the Mets hat on. I'm a huge MLB guy. Jack, I don't know your MLB uh, sense, fandom. Big Pugs you Big Pugs Big catcher. Um, I, I support catchers more than, more than any other position on the field. That's for damn sure. Well, there you go. Um, obviously, I'm a Phillies fan, Brian, Mets fan. Jack, do you claim the Yankees or do you claim no, no. the Tampa Bay Rays? Do you claim no, the Braves? I, honestly, I claim two teams when it comes to the MLB. I grew up a Red Sox fan. Shout out Boston. You know, just had to go against all of my friends who grew up Yankee fans. I just was that kid. Good stuff. Always had to have some banner involved. So I grew up a Red Sox fan. And then uh, when I was about – I don't know, 10, 12 years old. I found out I got a cousin that works for the Washington Nationals uh, in the player development system, actually got uh, a ring when they won it uh, back in 2020. Was that when it was? 2019. 2019, I thought. I don't know. The Capitals were 19. I don't think they won. The city got 20. Either way, it doesn't matter. The Nats won it, you know, within the past uh, seven years. Uh, So when you got that thing, what happened? Sorry, I I just really hate that they won a World Series. What the Nats? Before the Mets. Yeah, that, that it was so undeserving. They they sucked. They, they were not a good team. 
They were not a good team. And they they shouldn't they shouldn't have even made it out of the wild card round. They like got so lucky and came back. Yeah, the fucking right um, field. Was it against the, the Cardinals? What, it was or is the Brewers? I thought it was the Giants. Went under his glove. And then they scored like yeah. three runs. It was fuck that year. Like, uh, what did they? And they had the baby shark going with the like five yeah, foot Spanish guy, Farah, who would, Gerardo. Farah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That whole thing was just so <laughs> annoying. But dude, I mean, look at it. Like they had Juan Soto. Um, they their pitching was lights out, um, or at least in the playoffs. Uh, and they had Anthony Rendon when he actually was a competent baseball player. Yeah, now the guy's it. making ridiculous <laughs> comments out in Anaheim. Um, clearly doesn't care. Clearly doesn't want to be there. Clearly doesn't care about it. I mean, basically said, I don't know. Brian, do you want to dissect what he said? Because it basically just... sounded like he doesn't care about playing baseball anymore. He's already gotten the big bucks uh, in terms of getting paid. He's already won a ring. What more driver motive does he have? I mean, I'm trying to be careful about not shitting on some players too much, but, like, he's a bum. He got paid, and he just decided <laughs> to quit. He doesn't care he about quit, rehabbing. Dude. Like every time he gets hurt, he just decides to sit out the whole year. He could sprain his wrist, and he's like, "I'm not going to rehab. I'm just, I'm done." He got he's fully guaranteed money. Like he's just a bum. He yeah. doesn't care. He, he, he could like, I don't know. It's it's not even like shit on him for being a baseball player. It's like he could be. It's just what he his personality. He just got paid, and he just decides not to work. Well, he got paid, and he also won the ring, right? So, like I just said, like there's no drive left. How? I mean, I, I guess I can't afford. He has a ring. I think it's well, all maybe. about the guaranteed contract. I guess. Well, there's still a decent amount of years left on that now. Yeah, and if he cared about winning, you'd think he'd want to play a little bit, like maybe try to get a second ring. But he doesn't like, care. It's fucking. He's ridiculous. living in Southern California. He's getting paid a lot of money to do it, and like you said, he'll sprain his wrist and sits out 45 games, comes back for three games, rolls his ankle, and then he's out for another 60. So yeah, Just a fucking joke. A guy uh, like that gets a ring, and David Wright gets spinal stenosis, works his ass off for two years to get back on the field, and then he can't get a ring. Like Life's not fair. Yeah. It's fucking bullshit. Life's not fair, man. It just shows you that it's really not fair. But, yeah, let's jump into more. I know we got a little sidetracked there with uh, some Anthony Rendon talk, but he wasn't Bum. in the news this week. Bum. He was in the news with, with the interview. Uh, not a great interview, but clearly he doesn't care. Let's look at uh, Jordan Yamamoto, right? I mean, the Dodgers are probably going to be lights out this year, and by lights out, they're going to be fucking annoying. Um, I think I can speak for a lot of people that other than actual Dodger fans, nobody likes the Dodgers. I mean, I don't know. How do you guys feel on that? I fucking really do not like the – I hate the Braves. I hate the Dodgers, and I hate the Mets. And I, I, I don't hate the Yankees. I hate the Yankee fans. Yeah, no, I, I, I'm with you. I've never been a fan of the Dodgers, their organization. You know, they, they turned into the new Yankees, buying up all their players, all the best players in the league. Um, you know, they did and it. backloading the contracts. I mean, it's just yeah. nuts. No, I mean, they, they 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 got Shohei. I mean, that's that in and of itself is Shohei you know, for two billion a year. It's like fucking insane that, to think about. Yeah, that in and of itself is a game changer. You know, the only I'll tell you right now, the only thing about the Dodgers organization I like is Mookie Betts. I've always liked Mookie Betts, been a big fan ever since he was on the Sox, but I can't be cheering for him to win another ring. Uh, definitely not with that cast that he has there. I'm always an underdog guy, and, and they've really fucking stacked their roster. It's 
we, you know, it's just not fair. It, it, on paper, it looks not fair. Yeah, their, yeah. their jerseys are pretty fire too. I will say and that about them. <laughs> but what the the white and blue? Yeah, yeah. Did I like, did I not say I said Shohei Otani is going to look ridiculously good in that? And I got laughed at. And here's <laughs> Brian jerking off the fucking. Oh. Well, because you were like specifically tying it to Shohei Otani. I was, I'm just saying the jerseys are because he, he already does look fucking sick. Yeah, that's true. But the, the reasons <laughs> I want the reason I wanted to bring up Yamamoto, the, the Phillies apparently offered him the most money out of any team, and he still went over 25 million. I, I don't blame the guy for not wanting to go to Philly, but <laughs> <laughs> you said it. I mean, you I said it, not us. <laughs> I mean, I live here, uh, work in Center City. I don't blame the guy for not wanting to go there. Uh, the winter's here. I went out to my car this morning, 16 degrees. Would you rather do that or would you rather be in L.A. where it's not that? I mean, I, I don't blame the guy. And also, L.A., very short uh, flight back to Japan. Philly, probably have to land. Actually, you don't have to land and refuel. You could probably make that in one shot. But still, I don't blame the guy for not wanting to go to Philly. Feel free to trash on it. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, when you say it like that, it makes sense. But I don't know. I, I blame him for not coming to New York. I'll tell you that. I mean, why? I mean, I get it. New York's like, you know, concrete jungle, a little bit more hyped up. But like, New York's a fucking shithole, too, dude. You got Hoboken I mean, over there. Hoboken's kind of nice. That's New Jersey. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. close enough. <laughs> you can commute. <laughs> Either way, dude. Uh, I don't blame the guy for wanting to be in LA. And Otani's there, right? Why would you not want to go play with your, uh, you know, Japanese counterpart, so to speak? Do they still have that right fielder who's like, who, who's, you know, who's I know exactly who, who, you're thinking of. You know Puig, what I'm talking about? Yeah, Puig is in uh, like some Dominican. No, 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 not Yasiel Puig. No, oh. no, no, no. I'm talking about, and maybe he was never on just a blue team. I'm seeing the blue jersey, but the uh, the banana and the monkey guy, you know who I'm talking about? Like he, he got interviewed. He got interviewed. He was like, why do you- Be careful with your, next, with your next couple words that come out of your mouth. <laughs> he got interviewed while eating a banana, and the interviewer goes like, why are you, are you always eating banana? Oh, he, oh like, yeah, monkey, I know what you're talking about. Um, monkey eat banana, never cramped. He was on the Blue Jays. I forget what his name was. Blue Jays. Um, okay. Oh yeah, it was another like Japanese. Yeah, 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 like, yeah, the yeah super yeah, happy player. guy. The super yeah, happy. Yeah, 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 I didn't yeah, know. Yeah. Who I, know I know who you're talking about. Nah, it was a Blue Jays guy. Yeah, I know yeah. you're talking about now. No, it wasn't that. But I did want to say, Jack. I know you were touching on Mookie Betts, Philly's president of baseball operations, Dave Dombrowski. I'm pretty sure he's the sole reason why Betts isn't with the Red Sox anymore. Pretty much because he gave out he gave out so much money that they didn't have anything left to re-sign Mookie Betts, which is why essentially they had they were forced to trade him and kind of got fleeced. I mean, it, it, the, the Red Sox have went on a downturn, and uh, I mean, the Dodgers won the Mickey Mouse ring in 2020, so I guess Betts got a ring out of it and the Dodgers got out a ring of it. But, I mean, I'm with Brian on that. I think Brian agrees with me. That was like a total fucking bullshit World Series ring. Yeah, if you play 60 games in a season, it doesn't count. Thank you. No. I mean, the Marlins made the playoffs and upset the Braves, if we remember that. The only championship that counts in that season is uh, the NFL one. Because they yeah. actually had to travel, and they played – it was basically a, regular, a normal season. 
Yeah. You're not you're not gonna give uh LeBron and the Lakers. No, they played in oh, Disney World. That was they played at Disney Mickey World. Mouse. That's a definition of Mickey Mouse. <laughs> that was the OG we, Mickey Mouse. That's why it's we, called. we might need to have a we might need to have a whole podcast and dissect the uh, the Mickey Mouse here in sports. I think that might be a good good little feature. I could get it done in 30 seconds. The NBA was a total <laughs> joke. Uh the MLB was a total joke. The NHL was kind of a joke, although they did play a, a bubble, couple right? They had like a weird thing going. I don't remember. I don't, it might have been a bubble, but they did play out some like they didn't call them regular season games, but they were like seeding games well, that the they played. Yeah, but it was like bullshit. Did that's they when, exclude that's when TJ Warren dropped like 40 a game? Exactly. Didn't they exclude the Canadian teams or is that not true? I want to say they did. Yeah, I, I feel like they did. I remember the Blue Jays had to play in Dunedin, <laughs> yeah, and then they played in, and then they played in Buffalo. <laughs> I remember, was, uh, dude, what a fucking wild year, man! I yeah. remember watching a video on YouTube of uh, Zach Hample, like the foul ball guy, just sitting outside of Dunedin, waiting for you to catch home runs because he couldn't go into the stadium. Like, dude, guy what fucking are you robs, doing? guy robs kids of fucking foul balls, dude. <laughs> Shows up, shows up to fucking MLB games and like the M- MLB umpire baseball logo hat. Dude, he's been kicked out of like multiple stadiums because he like trucks little kids. And then yeah, he's fucking grown man. <laughs> like trucking kids. Probably Maybe. Either way, like I said, MLB <laughs> was Mickey Mouse. NFL, legit. NBA, I mean, the definition, they did it in fucking Mickey Mouse's backyard. So that was Mickey Mouse. Um, the NHL, borderline, but I would say I, I would give that legit because they did get like a full season in as well. I know the NBA kind of did too, but I don't know. The NBA one was just – I didn't like the way they did that one. I don't know. I, th- I th- Yeah, I would I would just say anything but football that year. What a year, though. Either, either way. What were some of the major signings that we've missed from free agency? I mean, Blake Snell's still out there. Yeah, there hasn't been any. They're still unsigned. This, this league is Everybody's just... still unsigned. Cody Bellinger still unsigned after having a fucking monster year last year. He's an MVP. He's a former MVP, and he's the spring training games start tomorrow, and he's not on he a se- He essentially had an MVP caliber year last year, no? Kind of. a stretch, but he had, a above it, I mean, it he had was, an all-star yeah. year. Yeah, yeah, and also here, maybe not an MVP, but he back like close to 300, and and the power numbers were up substantially. So he had a great year. And then I guess what the other thing I want to get get to, and I guess that might be your rant, Brian. But what the hell's going on with uh, what's it, Kodai Senga? Already arm fatigue. Uh, already... Yeah, that's that's not my that's not what I had planned, but I did arm yeah. fatigue, Frank. Frank well, the Tank from Barstool already saying Yamamoto, Tommy John surgery, and said the Mets will lose 125 games this year. <laughs> yeah, that guy needs to fucking just die already. Um, Mets super fan, but, by the way. Yeah, super fan is something you can call him. I think he's more of a super hater. But he, I, I, listen, you can be pessimistic because it's deserving, but the like he's just – he's unbearable. I understand he's funny to listen to, but I can't stand listening to that guy. Uh, but in terms of Sanga, I think Jack had it right. Listen, so poor St. Lucie is a very boring place. The, really, the only thing about that town is the fact that the Mets play their spring training games there. Sanga probably That's got baseball. bored. He, he was watching some porn in the hotel. 
He's just wanking it a little too much, and now his arms fatigue. That is a wild assumption or <laughs> fucking probably accurate. It's I think it's probably what happened. Listen, it's still I like don't think that's brain. accurate at all. He's their ace. Like he just had a little bit of arm fatigue, and he's like, I'm not feeling it today. And they have to report him to an injury because we saw what happened when um the Falcons didn't report Bijan and they got fined. So they're like, well, we might as well just report an injury here, and he's gonna be fine. I'm not worried. We will revisit this. <laughs> mid-april oh yeah that's a good transition into my rant so the mlb season should be starting in april but for some reason rob manfred the burn on the top of the league's mouth is just he has moved opening day to the last week of march a couple years ago i don't know when the change happened but again we have opening day on the first day of sweet 16 march madness and there is a separate opening day in Korea a week before that happens to be on the first day of the first round of March Madness. So I don't know what is going through this guy's head. Thank God he's gone in 2029. But, like, you see what happens every year on Christmas with the NBA getting tanked by the NFL. You see, like, your ratings are going down. So why in the fuck are you competing with March Madness, the number one day for vasectomies in the United States? You're, you're like... That's your. You should be your biggest day. It should be the World Series and it should be opening day. And you're losing it out to one of the biggest events because you're just too incompetent to push the season back. Yeah, I I fully agree. I didn't realize it was that bad, dude. It's every year, every fucking year. The, the start, the start of match March Madness is opening day. So it's the first day of the Sweet Sixteen this year. Last year it was the start of March Madness, but I mean they have the um that Korea series that's. The start of March. Yeah, Friday. what's that? Is that the Dodgers Padres or also makes no sense. It's a week before the rest of the games start. But yeah, Dodgers Padres. I guess you need them to like travel back, but like it's just it's probably give them time to acclimate to the time zone difference. Rob yeah, that's, that's a fat plane ride for sure. Uh, Rob Manfred's just a shithead and he needs to be gone. He's he's a soggy pair of socks. He's a pizza burn on the league's mouth. He's the opposite of Batman. He, he needs to leave. I hate that guy. Well, how you said, at least he's gone in 2029. Like, that's right around the corner and not five years away. Yeah, they fucking re-signed him. He got a new contract, and he's like, well, I'm going to retire after this contract. Like, why? Well, dude, to your to your international thing, and uh, I'll try and keep it short because I know we're, we're running a little bit late here, but I just want to touch on, since you brought it up, why are the American major sports – appeasing to the rest of the world we're going football overseas football down in brazil we got baseball in korea fucking i don't know what else but like dude let me get a premier league soccer game in america i know we finally got the world cup but let's get some of the european sports uh on display here in america i guess the only real one i want to see is soccer but i don't need to see an exhibition match of uh, Arsenal playing the MLS All-Stars in the middle of July. Bring Arsenal and Tottenham over here and play a Premier League game. We do it for the NFL. We send the teams over to Europe. Bring the teams over here and play a game. Why not? Why can't we do it? Why can't we get it? I don't don't think any clubs is is like – considering the amount of home field advantage they have there, I don't think they're going to be willing to lose a home game. Where you have you like do it, you do it in the NFL, no problem, no questions asked. Yeah, I, I, I think it's different I think it's over more, there. 
I was going to say, I think it's more because here in America, we care a lot more about expanding the game, getting more viewership, more money. And over there, you know, they care more about the, the product and the culture and what that does for, for their cities. And, you know, which is interesting because Arsenal's owner is Stan Kroenke, who is American and he owns the Rams. Yeah, so, but like he's the people that kind of makes no sense of what you're trying to fucking say. No, the, the it, fans. It, no, that doesn't matter. The fact is that he's not going to take them, even though he might own the Rams and a team in in, in England. You know, he's not going to. And take he's them. American. It doesn't matter. He's not going to take the team out of England because of what Brian said. That home field advantage. You know, for the actual product, the fans around there they care a lot more. You know, when you go to an NFL game, unless it's a big game, stadium's probably not filled. And on top of that, it's not all home fans, you know, like, you know, some of these soccer stadiums are where literally every single person. Well, they have to, like, separate the home fans and the away fans. They're not allowed to sit there. They do. They do. Yeah. They do. They do. I think think they care more about the product and the culture. I think in the U.S. we care a lot more about increasing money or, you know, viewership and uh, opportunities for sponsorships and, at the end of the day, you know, revenue. All right, you guys don't want to see a Premier League game in America. That's fine. That's not what I'm saying, brother. I love. I get it. I I really. I I don't. I you can care less because they bring the Premier League. uh, What is it? Or they call it the uh, NBC Sports Fan Fest, where they have Fan Fest. Yeah, the Mount Cock Fair (laughs) Fan Fest, and they pick a major city and have a Premier League weekend without a Premier League game in the city. Oh, yeah. No, they have started doing that. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. There you go. So they care enough to do that. And they did. And so they did the ex- exhibition where they brought Premier League teams. They just did it this past year for the first time ever. It was like Newcastle and Chelsea came to America and played an exhibition game against each other. They called it the Premier League Summer Series, but the games didn't count towards the standings. There's 38 Premier League games. You're telling me we can't get the first game of the year to count towards the table, to count towards the standings, August 15th, to have that game in America on opening day, and then go back to Europe? Look, I, I bet you I bet you that's the future, right? I, I bet you that's the future. They're just not there yet. They don't need to be there yet. Dude, they, they, it's the most global sport. You I know, don't think they, they care. I think it's just they don't care. I really <laughs> they don't care. Care. they care enough to do the Premier League Summer Series. So, well, yeah, that's not real games. I don't no, think I they th- want to have the real games in other places. Well, there's 38 games and there's only 16 NFL games, so there's double the amount of games we can afford to get one over here. They clearly have no issue throwing the NFL over in. Uh... I know I'm right about this. I get pull it on Twitter tomorrow and see what the people think. What, what do you want what, me to ask? What are you right about? Like, I, I'm right. I still that. don't know. Like the your argument here. Your yeah, exact you, argument. My argument is we want Premier League games in America. Give me a Premier League game in America, since all the other major sports have no problem outsourcing regular season games that count to okay, other so, yeah, countries. Yeah, we're, we're arguing two if, different things then. So you're saying you want them? Me and Jack are saying they have no reason to bring it over. So yeah. why would they? Like you can win them all you want, but they're just not going to do it. I think they should. They should, sure, for for you, but, but well, for a lot of other people too. But it would it would it would help grow the game, and like you said, it's a global sport, 
so appease to your global fans. The sport is more global and has more fans worldwide than the NFL teams do. But we you also know, have the MLS over here. Yeah, they, they and, don't and have you have league. you have the German football league, you have Norwegian football league, you have other leagues. It's it's like an NFL byproduct, though. It's like NFL Europe. So they're gonna go over there to promote NFL Europe. All right. I'm ending this here. <laughs> Moving on. And after all that, uninterrupted sports conversation. We dive into a lot. Hope you guys stuck around till the end because we obviously did. Make sure you check out the website, TikTok, Instagram, all the socials, like, comment, subscribe. Do what you got to do to help us out so we can keep putting out a good product for you guys to follow along to and watch and all that good stuff. Stay tuned for the merch that's on the rise and coming up soon. That's all I got. It's Matt, Jack, and Brian along for the ride. As always, views from Section 400. Go check out the website. Check out Bracketology. That's all I got. I will catch you on the next one. Peace. Hang in there, Florida. Beat them. Beat Bama. <laughs>